1: The Sharon Kleiner Hour. Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to listen today to a very exciting show. I'm Sharon Kleina. The power of water around the world. Without water, there is no life. And without water, there is no moisture in the air. And without no moisture in the air, there is no life and health and disease would become rampant. So it is very important for all of us to understand that this show is the only worldwide news media show that is going to discuss the water problems, the water crisis, the water wars, the lack of education, and the concerns that we all want to have and learn together You know what obstacles are and challenges are and problems are meaning to solve and work together. And it can't be done by just one. It has to be done by many. I want to tell you about today's show. Eileen Gibson, Dr. Gibson, is a senior scientist at Stevens Eye Research Institute, professor of ophthalmology. And and she has a Harvard Medical School topic. She wants to talk about Dry Eye Syndrome Among Women. And I think that you need to know more men and women and children and the newborn baby about dry eye and the problems of vision and the lack of education with our eyes. The other guest we're going to have is exciting is Rajul Zaparadi. He's a student at a New Jersey, uh, Plains Barrel, New Jersey. He has, uh, from India, he went to India to visit and found... There is a problem uh, with water and people are dying. And uh, he brought in a friend, Kevin Petrovic. And Kevin and, and party, pardon me, Rajul, uh, decided, they, Rajul decided to start seeing if they could raise money to dig a well. And they have since had 17 wells dug to help. And we're gonna learn more about countries of the world and what is going on with India. I want you to know something. I've been watching the Gulf oil spill. And at first, all of us were being very careful and to be patient because it's a human error. Someone did something wrong to cause that. Some human situation happened. It wasn't the whole company, uh, British Petroleum. If something went wrong. But um, I'm going to take a stand on thinking about something. When the state of Louisiana wanted to be proactive and begin to prepare with what might be the worst or whatever to prepare for their own state to be taken care of, the proactivity was they did not get the support they wanted for their own proactivity. Proactiveness means you're preparing for whatever in case of what. And when it comes time for water protection around the world and life protection and Animal life or human life, or whatever life. and the water is alive, water is alive. Uh, that the endangered problems is if you're not proactive, you'll you've seen what happened because there wasn't enough support for the state of Louisiana to do what they wanted to do is be proactive. And I would say all of us to give them a call and say we're behind you because you, this is your state. It, your state is where you live, this is where you make your living, this is where your health, your life-saving medical schools, everything about your con- state, you want it to be proactive. So anything we can do to assist you, we will be there for you, like we were for the hurricane or tornadoes, or earthquakes, or volcanoes. So, But the life of the water, they were worried and they had the right to worry, but they weren't allowed to be proactive. And I think we've got to start thinking about the future of solving uh, situations. Be proactive. And this is what the show Power of Water means. Let's be proactive about what's happening on this earth. 884 million people in the world do not have access to safe water. And, of course, look at the sanitation problems. Um, We have a problem around the world that is growing, and it's not a problem, it's exciting, but the health issues are lack of education about the water with your health. You have to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water today to detoxify and lubricate and and be a healthier body and mind. Uh, What are you going to do if you didn't have the water? Forty billion working hours are spent in different countries like Africa, to carry the water to the spot so people can have water to drink. Those women that are doing that in children, the women are carrying this water. They have broken necks, broken arms, broken backs, broken ankles, broken legs, but they're still doing it. They're still doing it. So let's learn together. Let's take the show, uh, the Sharon Klein Hour, Power of Water. Let's learn about our health and the issues of water and take it serious and make a difference. Leave your own footprint It's fun, and you will learn what you can do to save your life, because water is life-saving. But let's save other lives around the world and think about it together. Look at this show as a classroom. Let's learn together. The guests have made, the guests that we have had on our show for the last three years going into four are absolutely the most wonderful people I have ever met, talked to in my life. And you will find it the most fascinating method of learning in a classroom with these wonderful people. We're going to listen to the sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method of moisturizing the eyes with tissue culture grade of water with just a mist to absorb moisture into the tear film. Because the tear film is at the surface of the eye must maintain water. When that eyelid is open, the air is dry, it's not able to maintain sometimes enough water for you to have a healthy eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. Well listen to our sponsor and we'll be
3: right back.
0: Listen. Listen.
1: The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Eileen, are, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, Dr. Gibson, I want to thank you for joining us. and. Uh, I always, when people uh, come to the show for the first time, I'd like the, little, the listeners worldwide to hear about who you are and uh-huh. how you got, became, why you decided to get into ophthalmology. And then we'll uh, treat this like a classroom and you're going to teach us what you can, we can learn from you. But Wait. how did, uh, where did you come from and uh, you are an ophthalmologist now? I'm actually an
4: a, um, eye researcher. Uh, expert in the field of uh, ocular surface and uh, dry eye. Mm -hmm. Um, I came from the Midwest, uh, grew up in Missouri, uh, was fortunate to uh, go to a couple of universities, including the University of Arkansas, then out to the University of Oregon Health Sciences Center in Portland, Mm -hmm. and got a call to come to Harvard at the Scapins Eye Research Institute, where I've been fortunate to sit amongst um, a wonderful group of people who are Uh, cornea and ocular surface experts and we work hard to try to come up with therapies for surface uh, eye disease one of which is dry eye syndrome
2: dry eye, uh, in fact I was just doing some filming with uh, Dr. Philip Payton and uh, he was saying that uh, ophthalmologist and he was saying that dry eye is the biggest complaint that everyone has uh, and they don't even understand what the word means, uh, Dr. dry eye, it could be of uh, blurry eyes, tired eyes, uh, burning, itching, all the little sy- the symptoms that sound so right. obvious, but there's uh, others the symptoms that are not so obvious that they have a dry eye.
4: Well, it is. It's a confusing syndrome because it comes from many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the surface of the eye like you think of um, the a system like the 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 gut, the GI system, or the respiratory system. The eye is a little system, too, that has a a surface that's coated with specialized molecules to keep it moist and protected, Uh, and there are little glands associated with it. So it's like the the gut. There's glands, there's lacrimal glands, there's lipid-secreting glands, there's all these little specialized features of the ocular surface that are all working hard to kind of keep the surface moist. Well, wet, and, and it's like and a living
2: organism.
4: It is. It's, well, it is it's, yes. it's alive. Oh yeah, for sure. And and you know, it's uh, it's I call it the ocular surface system. Mm-hmm. And if you get something wrong with any part of the system, then you get a form of dry eye often. Mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, right along your lid margin, there are a series of in the upper lid of about thirty to thirty-five little little uh, um, lipid secreting glands. They secrete onto the surface of the film to make the outer surface so it prevents uh, dehydration. And if you have problems with those lid uh, margin, uh, those little lid margin glands, um, then um, you get more dehydration. You get loss of water and you get the symptoms of dry eye. Or if your lacrimal gland is the big gland up above uh, the eye to the right of it, uh, um, in the temple area, the... um, if there's something wrong with that gland and it isn't secreting at the rate or the amount that it once was, um, then you get that um, same sort of ED, same sort of disease. So, mm-hmm. it could come from multiple kinds of um, uh, problems
2: with that. Now, do you find system. that when you say to the layman, uh, mm-hmm. the word disease? Do they? Do, I, I've often wondered in research, the word disease. You know, we grow up thinking disease is like a virus or. Right. Uh, cancer, but when you just said the word disease, you meant that there's a dehydration effect that is happening, causing a symptom. Exactly. So, okay, there we go. Yes,
4: exactly. And
2: and so the people, there
4: are two-thirds of the people in the world who are blind or visually impaired are women, and two-thirds of the people who have dry eye syndrome are women. It's primarily a postmenopausal um disease in women. Uh, Although there are variations of this that are um, caused by autoimmune disease, such as Sjogren's syndrome, has a dry eye component. Lupus, Sjogren's, Scleroderma. Sjogren's in particular, yes.
2: Um, And so. um, uh, And have you noticed that there's a lot of macular degeneration that is just absolutely. uh, I I can't. It's just shocking. And it seems like more women get macular degeneration.
4: Well, yes. uh, But uh, that is, again, one of those diseases that accrues with age, and, and women live longer, therefore are there are more women with the disease. It's not because they are women that they have more disease, whereas in dry eye, it is because we are women that we have more dry eye.
2: Okay. You see what I'm saying? I do. I follow you. And you might explain that a little bit for uh, men and women that are listening, and we're so, on Apple okay. iTunes, too, so <laughs> okay, you so. might uh, mention there, just which is, let's go back to that uh, spot right there that you just discussed and give a, another class on it. So okay. they understand so the organism of the body, how it's functioning is alive. And the right. eyes are living. They're alive. Yes,
4: they are. And, and, uh, it's uh, interesting that you're interested in water because that's the whole issue on this wet surface, uh, at the, uh, surface of the eye to keep it wet and moist and the maintenance of that water is such a, a huge component. But what I was saying is that, um, uh, The two-thirds blindness and visual impairment that occurs in women is from several reasons. Some of it is because women live longer, and some of these eye diseases accrue with age. So if it's age-related and women live longer and there are more women with the disease, that's not because they are female. It's because they're living longer, but there are certain diseases which are linked to the sex of the individual. In other words, because we're women, we have certain kinds of diseases more often. Um, And dry eye and and, and the autoimmune diseases are those kinds of diseases. Because we're women, there is more uh, disease uh, related
2: to that sex. Have you been studying uh, there at the Institute about uh, nutrition?
4: We have not been necessarily studying nutrition, but if you go on to our women's uh,
2: eyehealth.org
4: website, all you have to do is uh, Google women's eye health and you come up with our website. There are a whole bunch of lifestyle factors that impinge on uh, eyes, um, and uh, it's the same things that cause uh, premature death from stroke or heart disease. Lifestyle issues of nutrition are important, maintaining appropriate nutrition, Appropriate body weight smoking is a major risk factor for surface disease as well as for AMD. I think
2: let's tap onto the smoking for a second uh, mm-hmm. because I'm I came from an era um, um, that when I'm 68 years old and way back in time and the reason I tell people a doctor of my age because they have to realize I come <laughs> from an era and when I look back at that era oh my gosh how b- brilliant our founders were and our forefathers, all these brilliants But they invented the frying pan and they invented smoking. Uh-huh. And, yes, drinking alcohol and more and and taking a prescription whenever they thought they wanted to hurry up and solve the problem. Right. And Yeah, and, and, and all of it, the frying pan to the smoking uh, and the alcohol. Now, I wanted to mention when you're smoking, they didn't realize we're not a teepee, you know, when you're inside of a teepee and uh, and you've got the smoke and it has no place to go but through the top war and people don't realize when you're smoking, it affects the eyes, the skin, all everything, everything. within your body. There's no place for it to go.
4: Exactly. And um, so it's been estimated that a third of, of cataract and um, almost that amount of uh, age-related macular disease can be linked to, to smoking. Really? Yes.
2: So it's and now what about issue. that secondhand smoke that we're learning more about? Well, it's uh, interesting. Uh, we don't have definitive studies
4: yet on that, but uh, in animal models we know that just exposure right. uh, to surface uh, smoke can influence uh, the surface of the eye. Mm-hmm.
2: And then we're learning more about dark green vegetables. Isn't it funny how uh, we've lived on this earth for a long time, but all of a sudden they're teaching us dark green um, that it's very important to eat dark green vegetables and uh, then also uh, fresh fruit. We're learning more about how to live on the earth with eating habits that maybe are getting away from the frying pan is where I'm right. coming from. Uh, <laughs> yes. well, uh, to li- because what you digest, if the body has to re-overwork to digest what you've just eaten, eaten, mm-hmm. it's going to cause a dehydration effect that also is going to slow down those molecules to be living. They're going to pick up toxin.
4: Right. It. It's- very important to have a healthy uh, uh, diet and green leafies with their wonderful carotenoids and things are really important and um, they have oxidative stress damage characteristics that prevent that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also we're learning things like uh, the omega-3s and how important they are in, in infl- inflammatory disease, et cetera, which can affect the surface of the
2: we're eye. We're going to be well. back. We've got to listen to our sponsor. But, uh, Doctor, we're going to be back, and let's talk about uh, what you think is so important for the vision health and vision education uh, to make this pr- uh, program a very exciting day uh, because people are not getting enough eye education. They aren't. They really are not. We're going to listen to that sponsor, and we're going to have you teach us in this classroom a little bit more. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the supplement nutrition to the eyes with 100% tissue culture grade of water. We'll be right back, and we'll talk to Dr. Gibson.
3: All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour: Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at yahoo That's Sharon Hour at yahoo Now back to the program. Dr.
2: Gibson, uh, I wanted to ask you when we're learning more about the nutrition and we're learning more about. Um, uh, Certain things we, we and one thing too we got to mention today, and I hope you can tap onto is good adequate rest and sleep. Um, if you can help us with that one with some education, but eye education was left behind.
4: I agree with you. The, the the last time I think there were lessons put out there, it was carrots are good for your
2: eyes. You know, I have had I will tell you. <laughs> I recently was talking to some people in a group, and I said, tell me what you've learned about, where did you learn about any any eye education you ever personally received? And by the way, these are all professional doctors. And, well, way back in time, let's see. And I said, come on, come on, tell me what you think you learned. And, well, and then we all agreed when television was invented, we were told not to sit next to the, close to the TV, And then one person popped up in carrots. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And And, you know, know, uh, doctor, I want to change that.
4: Yeah, because I'll tell you where
2: I come from with it. Yeah, it it sounds so simple, but I am not so smart. I have to study unbelievably the books to study the books to study the books. But the moment we're born, we left a pocket of water. We entered Mm -hmm. in air. Mm -hmm. We became a drought. We dried the eyelid open. Right. And all of a sudden, we began a life. Right. But we had to learn after that trauma, they called us. They said we were crying because we came to life. I think uh. we were crying <laughs> because, because we were startled. Oh, my gosh, we're no longer covered by that warm water.
4: Yes, that's
2: true. But here we go now with eyes. The eyelid is open, and here we begin life. At the beginning, and uh, the education, there's been education about skin. I guess we could go back to Cleopatra thanking her mm-hmm. for thinking about slowing aging because people think that way. We had the Romans and the Turks and the Japanese think about water and tubs and drinking water and more. But along the way, we didn't learn the vital organ of the eye.
4: Well, it's it's interesting um, why i uh, I'm not certain why education relative to uh taking care of one's eyesight has lagged behind, but I think it has and i do I think not I
2: think, it's not w- a think. everybody right. agrees it has it was left behind exactly and the, we we started a little
4: effort in that regard ourselves um a few years back now when we formed the women's eye health uh dot org um uh to teach people about maintaining eye health and and We did that because we learned not only that two-thirds of blindness and visual impairment was in women, but we also know women are often the uh, part of the family that teach uh, health habits. And uh, so uh, we put together a website. We've uh, been trying to get our, our information out there. Since we are living longer and we want to all want to live longer, we need to start early in terms of maintaining our eye health, and that really is lifestyle
2: factors. And uh, it, now it really when you say is, lifestyle, it means your moment you I touch mean, the, your feet on the ground every morning you wake up and how you live it.
4: Exactly. You know, just take care of your whole body the same way, and your eyes in particular, in my opinion, because I have that bias. But um maintaining good uh, eye well, health care. You bi-
2: thank you for your bias, and thank you but, for your research center, because to, I, I've learned on studying um years ago when I got into dehydration and water studies and more, and then started this radio talk show on the concerns of the water crisis. Of course, the water crisis on Earth, doctor, would have a health crisis. It makes sense. And I think that's something, it's kind of like I had a dialogue before you came on about the word proactive. Mm -hmm. I like the word. I think it's exciting. It's It's a study that's fun. Be proactive about what you do every day. Uh, our lives on this earth, be proactive about the living of the water and what it does for the earth, but back to the eyes. And as I right. like said, well, the surface of the eye is a water. It and is. It's, it's a, it's a tear fluid that's just amazingly complex,
4: but it's not unlike the wet surfaces of the mouth and, and the, you know, the respiratory tract. There's a certain, there's the same class of molecule there that's hydrophilic. It holds the water. Right. They're called mucins. Some people think they're yucky, but they're actually beautifully protective molecules.
2: Proteins anyway, and enzymes, yeah.
4: And so the uh, point here is that we need to teach people and teach women in particular and through them their families uh, about maintaining eye health, about when to get uh, one's eyes examined, about uh, recognizing dangers and in, in, uh, signals relative to eye health, about young uh, enough, young enough, exactly. And then following those same things that you do to protect your heart and mm-hmm. uh, to keep you from get, di- getting diabetes.
2: Well, if they're taking care of thinking about looking at their skin, and uh, as you know, melanoma is on the rise.
3: Right. And,
2: uh And oh, by the way, we mean skin melanoma, the skin, and melanoma the eyes.
4: Yes, there is a, a now. I'm going to ask melanoma. you uh,
2: on your research with women. Uh, have you found uh, between men and women uh, which one has the more uh Mark, uh, 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 chances to getting melanoma in the eye, or is it even? I think that's even. There's no okay. indication there that there is okay. a second. It's a, gr- uh, it's a growing problem because there, people. Uh, They're they right. back to that lack of education. Right. People had no idea you could get melanoma in the eye. Right.
4: Well, no. The other thing where you see a disparity, for instance, is in um, infectious diseases. Some of the uh, there's this horrible uh, infectious disease known as trachoma. Fortunately, there's been major uh, uh, efforts and major productive efforts to uh, to defeat that disease, but it's very, very prevalent in women, not because they're women, but because the the water is contaminated where they live. They, it's a, in developing worlds where one finds uh, this mm-hmm. kind of disease exactly. uh, really uh, related to uh, water quality. And, uh, I'm glad
2: you brought that up. Yes. And, because and even in our own country, as right. Something I have been studying, Doctor, we never studied those pipes enough. Mm. <laughs> Another thing, how do you flow the water to come through the tap? I know that. I'm, I'm, but, again, those pipes have never been studied about when we're pull, when the water comes through the tap, did you check your pipes out in the, uh, in the last year? We check our septics when they back up. <laughs> yeah, did that's you follow true. me? Yes, and it's I did. almost sad in a way because we're learning as we go on this planet uh, with what we want to be, learn to be more proactive. But when I think in time they're going to find that there could be people allergic to the water as much as we are to the air, but we well, haven't studied that.
4: Well, that's true. There's not much out there, but uh, it's obvious that um, we, we've we learned a lot along the way about oh, keeping a yeah. clean uh, clean water supply and protective water supply. And the unfortunate thing is you mentioned earlier there are parts of the world where there is not such available, and there we often see these kinds of infectious diseases. I mean, river blindness is another one, that, but that one is interestingly more prevalent in males because they're usually working in the rivers. But there's some really? very good therapies for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still have a ways to go for women in trachoma.
2: Now, before we go, uh, before our time is up today, I need you to talk to us, uh, to the world, about the computer and eyesight and education for the women and men too. Um, what if you ca- have you been learning uh, how people can use the computer because it's occupational? Wh- who well, would you hire major- today if they weren't using a computer?
4: Well, I think the major issue is some people uh, have with uh, using computers. They don't blink enough. There we go. Oh, okay. uh, you you know if you stare at something long enough, you do get a drawing on the surface of the eye, and mm-hmm. it's an issue usually of the blink interval being. uh Longer mm-hmm. between blinks, so mm-hmm. blinking is is a good thing. It moves the surface uh, water over the surface and induces that little lipid layer on the Creates surface a stimulation of
2: circulation
4: it, it, yes it it uh, gets the water uh, refreshed right on, on the surface of the of the uh-huh. eye
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, I think that's the probably the major issue mm-hmm. um, Can you imagine
2: some of these countries, Dr like in China, they said it 's even getting more polluted. Right. And there's the, a lot of problems in China with eyesight, um,
4: smoking, etc. And we've just started the yeah. new chapter of our women's eye health in Beijing, and we're oh, good. excited.
2: Wonderful. Uh,
4: so, Wonderful. but the point is that um, we need to uh, maintain um, appropriate environment for the eye too. I personally have dry eye syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sort of the same age you are,
2: and um, <laughs> well, you know, I like to talk about it because I'm planning to be 180 years old. Yeah, me? right, exactly. <laughs> so
4: we need to take care of it. But I have my own little private humidifier in my uh-huh. office, and um, mm-hmm. in the winter here in Boston, when it gets very dry and cold, and then you uh, have your humidity coming. Yes, but it's really nice it's now. Oh, <laughs> but, how beautiful. But uh, in the winter, so in Boston you know, these these the world here, is. Boston issues. is so beautiful. So. Yeah. Environmental issues relative to a uh, dry eye are really, really uh, important, uh, you know, visiting the arid parts of the world, the windy, uh, arid parts. Of
2: the now, there's something I'll, I'll share with you, and you to study, uh, all of you there, is I was studying in st- all these years, and this is why I took up the dehydration problems. Right. Loss of moisture is the indoor conditions also. Forced mm-hmm. the insulated windows and walls. Oh, yeah. Forced air heating and cooling. Yes. Pushing fabrics and upholstery and paints through production to make them, you can produce masses if you take shortcuts in chemistry. Right. Uh, We are living in a pit. Yes, it's really nice to have a place where you can open the window. (laughs) Exactly. And, And wouldn't it be nice just to open the windows a crack so the moisture from the, even if they say, oh my gosh, it's so polluted. Well, You've got to let the pollution go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and something I suggest that I learned is when the air is dry, it'll pick up moisture from moisture. Uh, if right. you have gorgeous, collect some vases that are attractive to you and put water in them mm. and yes. let the air pick up in the room. Exactly. it yes. What it, want, what it needs, and sometimes that's not forcing the issue, whereas sometimes if you force it, it might not work as well as letting nature pick up the air uh, moisture from the air, uh, with the vases of collections of urns and wa-uh, uh, gorgeous wonderful bowls.
4: flowers that sitting in those urns.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. But what else do you think you'd like to teach us? Today? Well, oh, before we forget, what about good old, uh, sleep? Uh, well, I have uh, learned and we've had a lot of doctors on and specialists on saying sleeping is vital. Learn how to do it.
4: To be honest, I know very little about uh, sleep relative to eye health but I will say that it is conducive to health overall health which is obviously uh, important for the eye health as well we know so much uh, about different systems but we don't know how to integrate them all um, you know the the uh, uh, people who study and are promoting health, heart health mm-hmm. uh, if we could get together with the heart health the diabetes health a prevention uh, what about the cancer the brain? prevention? And we're all sending yeah. out the same messages. Yes. And we should include all the parts when we give them message. Good for you.
2: Well, yeah. and you know, as we learned in the womb, the brain and the eyes connect together and the brain is 80% water.
4: Well, everything is, you know, the body is, is such a huge reservoir of, of water, obviously. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's an orbit on its own. In fact, that's why I've always said each and every single person um, born is so unique. I have to tell you real quickly. I was a guest speaker at an assembly at the um, uh, Cortland Manor uh, Blue Mountain Middle School up in um, Upper New York, and we were going to. They were going to have a project in studying water when they got back from spring break. And Doctor, I said, "Yeah, I, I really would like to come and discuss water." And it, they thought, "Well, the kids might get a little bored through the hour, so we'll make sure that we're all prepared in case they get restless." And, doctor, you'd be shocked once I told them they were water and came from water <laughs> and how they stand there alone with water and who they are with water in their brain and their eyes. And I really went into the eyes and the skin mm-hmm. and the brain, and they're all looking at me like, oh, my gosh. And they at, at the end, they lasted 30 minutes longer than normal. Ah, we kept them right in trance. Uh, At the end, they even cheered and clapped and hurrayed. (laughs) Uh, And the faculty said afterwards uh, they had had a new rule in school where they couldn't bring their own water because they were concerned about what was going to be in the bottle of the water. They decided they better go back and let them bring some water because I had really, they all wanted to start drinking a lot more water. Ah, But back to you and your commitment, your mission as a research center. How would you like to leave our audience today with what you think they need to learn, where they could come and learn and study with you?
4: Well, I think they need to learn to take care of their eyes through their actions, Um, not only in terms of uh, a good lifestyle, but uh, getting uh, routine checkups, knowing your family history. Uh, And go to wonderful websites that you can learn from. We've tried to orient uh, women towards and and the family towards uh, preventing and uh, being, as you say, proactive to prevent eye disease through education. And if you just uh, look up on your uh, web browser, Women's Eye Health, uh, you'll come up with our website, and there are other good websites out there, too, from the National Eye Institute in particular. Mm
2: -hmm. And you're right about women as healers. Um, Many years ago when I was studying, I ran into an old, old book called The Women Healers, Ah, there's something about women that their uh, intuitions are called. I've never liked that word, but their thinking is. They actually, women, I think, are more proactive. (laughs) I I think they are too. I think they're caretakers. I'm going to step on toes today.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They're caretakers. Uh, I'm not
2: really a woman. I'm I'm not a real woman liver, but I would. I think I just did it. Oh well. Women are very proactive.
4: I think they're proactive. Um, and sometimes to the detriment of their own health, and they need to take care <laughs> of that we as well.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I think it's time that we did better education on eyes and and the well, fact that the children are sitting in front of their t- uh, computers way too early. Uh, the I fact think, that when the baby yes. is born, that baby, they need to follow those eyes, mm, not just yes. the skin, not just a diaper rash, not just how to go potty, but they have to start looking. Uh, one of our doctors that we had on it was a research scientist. He said people are not looking into the eye of the baby when they're talking to it. They're just kind of going by motions. Mm. And what is your thinking on that? By the way, uh, well, when you talk to that, that baby, I think that caregiving and it it has to be a real personal
4: interaction relative to looking at one another in the eye. So, okay. it, in that regard, it's a, it's it's a very psychologically satisfying thing to peer into people's eyes and see that gleam in the other person's eye. That gleam requires wetness.
2: There we go, that hydration. (laughs) Now the other one, one of the doctors I had on, um, he was from Johnson & Johnson's research for uh, the baby in uh, infancy, and we were talking, can you imagine, doctor, when the baby's first born, the baby is really not knowing it has ears, its reactions, everything about its hearing comes from its eye, the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is quite a coordination,
4: co- coordinated
2: effort, isn't it? Well, isn't it a unique, uh, each person is so excitingly unique. It is, it's true. There's
4: tremendous variation, but there's tremendous commonality at the same time, and that's why we get on, hopefully.
2: Yeah, and live with this earth. The other one, too, is living with the earth and thinking that the earth is not going to live with us. We've got to learn yeah. how to live here.
4: Right. <laughs> That's very true.
2: Well, I will let you go. Um, uh, um, uh, well, I guess our next uh, um, guest is not on yet. We're having some students come on from New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you had something today, if you got about a couple of minutes more, do you have anything you would like to remind us of that maybe we didn't touch on today? Is there anything at all? We have a couple of minutes. Well,
4: I think, uh, the thing that we should really, uh, put forward is a, uh, attitude about taking care of our whole body and not just the parts. Mm-hmm. Don't worry just about the heart or just about not getting diabetes or just not, or not getting cancer. We should think about all those things as, as a holistic sort of thing. It's the eye, it's the, you know, all the other parts of our body, our system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what we, one, uh does uh to help one heart you help your eyes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think about that in terms of um getting messages out. Mm-hmm. You know, we dwell too um much like little silos. We're the the preventing breast cancer or we are preventing heart disease? We should think of it holistically. Or we're preventing eye disease, these uh, the all the same that
2: organisms working together.
4: All the same risk factors that cause heart disease, that cause uh, diabetes, that cause cancer, cause eye disease, and uh, and so we should think about it holistically. Um, and when we teach people, we should teach it that way, in my opinion.
2: And I bet you, I hope you are all there at the research center, stressing people to drink enough water.
4: Well, absolutely. We know that that's an important issue, and uh, to eat appropriately and uh, mm-hmm. drink appropriately, etc.
2: Well, I want to thank you for your time. I know you have to go, and I appreciate Oh, that I learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience did, too. Great, and I go visit well. our
4: website, folks, because it really does tell you a lot of these
0: things.
2: Well, I thank you and tell everyone we said Hello. I will. Keep up that good work because the the eyes are a very vital part of everybody's vision. The eye is the window of the world. Window, mirror of the world.
4: And (laughs) And the window. And you
2: are very (laughs) special. I want to thank you.
4: You're welcome. You have a nice day.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Did you learn? I learned, and I've been in eye research for years. This was a very exciting, dedicated research center. Uh, Dr. Eileen Gibson is from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, she's with the Stevens, uh, Ice Research Center. And I think I'm pronouncing it S-C-H-E-P-E-N-S, Sheffins. And, uh, Research Center, you can go to the Women'sEyeHealth.org. And she's right. We're not getting enough eye education. The moment you were born and you opened up that eyelid, you came from water. And remember, you're living in the earth from there on with, no water around you except for what we've been learning is the fluid, that moisture, that humidity in the air. So we uh, all need to learn with this education of the show. Can we share? Can we pay it forward? Can we learn too much? Never, never, because we're all so unique. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's that moisture she was talking about to keep the moisture to the uh, tear film of the eye. It's nutrition. Once, twice a day, just a mist can uh, maybe help prevent dry eye or assist the problems of eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with our guest.
3: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
0: Listen. Listen.
1: The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. to the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water if you have a question or comment please direct your email to sharon kleina hour at yahoo.com that's sharon kleina hour at yahoo.com now back to the program
2: Raju and kevin are you with us
5: hello hello is this Raju? no this is kevin hi Kevin, are you the only one on today uh, yeah, Rajul should be coming shortly.
2: Okay, that's okay. When he comes, you let us know. And mm-hmm. when, I, when they suggested that two of you could be on, I said, exciting. Uh, let's uh, tell the audience worldwide that you're coming from Plainsboro, New Jersey. It's a high school. And uh, your friend Rajul, uh, he's from India. Yes. And he had gone to visit his country and found that there was a problem with the water. And he came back, and it sounds like he talked to you. And what happened from there on, Kevin? Let's tell the world.
5: So, Rajul was born in the United States, but his parents are originally from India. And the first time he visited India was in seventh grade. And there, when he went to the village where his parents were born, he saw that they didn't have any kind of running water. And the nearest well was uh, almost a kilometer. That's about .65 miles away. And so when Rajul saw this, he, he, even as a seventh grader, he realized that we needed, that people needed to step up and try to make a difference in the lives of these villagers. Mm-hmm. So when he returned to me, we were good friends at the time, um, he spoke to me about the situation and showed me some pictures and video that he had taken. And I th- completely agreed with him and I decided to help him in taking action.
2: Do you realize, Kevin... The both of you, what you did just then? You know, I had been studying water for over 30 years. And, Kevin, when I started Power of Water Radio Talk Show Worldwide, uh, people said, Power of Water? What are you doing? It's going to be boring. I said, Oh, no, it's not. I said, Kevin... I said to the world, I said to the, uh, I am going to tell the world that water, without water, there's no life. And the uniqueness to each and every person, Kevin. I, I was just a guest <coughs> at the Cortland Manor Middle School up in Upper New York, the Blue mm-hmm. Mountain Middle School. And they were going to study water when they got back from their spring break. And Kevin, the faculty thought, well, this will be fun, but they'll probably get a little bored before it's done. Kevin, they lasted an hour longer. They cheered. They were excited. When I taught um, them, I taught them you, the world is water, and it's life in the water. When you're born, you came from water. You're you're you you're you're alive, but you don't have the water around you except for that moisture in the air. And you know, right. Kevin, if there's a world water crisis, which there is, and we've all got to join together, we have to do this together. It cannot be done with just a few people alone. But if there's a world water crisis, Kevin, there is a health crisis too.
5: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, one of the things is right now, one in six people in the world don't have easy access to clean water
2: and sanitation. Ex-
5: yeah, and some experts believe that by twenty fifty, it may be as many as five in six people it's due to right. a projected population increase. because of the
2: growth of the population. And yeah, for some reason, Kevin, um, and this is why we all listeners, we've got to get together on this. This is some reason, Kevin. There's water wars we're not hearing about because people are being the water's being taken away from. We're hearing about people dying because they crowded in line. Uh, we're hearing about death because there wasn't the sanitation problems and that. Go- Kevin, what is malaria?
5: Well, water malaria problems. is a disease that that can be caused by inadequate sanitation, among other things, and and that's why water is really so important. Vital. Yeah, um, Good, and know, so, I,
2: It brings tears to my eyes to hear what you and uh, raji they're doing what you're doing. Now, uh, tell us more about what you guys decided to do to take on this mission.
5: Well, so uh, when we were in seventh grade, we originally decided to take on this project to help the people. And uh, we did a bit of searching and explored various options. And we decided that the most cost-effective way that we could really help these people was by building tube wells. Because when most people think of wells, they think of uh, very large diameter, very wide, and not very uh, deep holes. But the thing is that those those are extremely expensive to dig and aren't very effective in India, where the water table is quite deep. So the water table is sort of like an underground water reservoir. And in India, that's often 250 feet in the ground and deeper.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So what Rajul and I build is we build a tube walls, which are narrow now, pipes Explain about
2: that. Six Say inches. that again so I can understand what you just said. It's called two holes?
5: It's called a tube well.
2: A tube well. A tube yes. well. T-U-B-E well. Okay. Yes. And right. what does that mean, educators?
5: So the, a tube well, as opposed to a standard well, a tube oh. well is much narrower. It's only okay. about six inches wide.
2: Okay. So you get more hydraulic, more volume.
5: Right, uh, yeah. six inches wide, but it goes very deep. Okay. Uh, depending on the region okay. where we build the wells. Okay, uh, the wells in India go between 250 and 500 feet deep. Oh my gosh! Which is incredibly important because in the summer in India, it's very very hot and it, it, it doesn't rain.
2: 135 degrees. Right. Yeah. And it
5: doesn't rain, so it's important. And the power the and, and
2: tell our listeners too, Kevin. The power goes off. And uh, a yes. lot, and it has its moments, and then all of a sudden, there's no water there. And when people are, uh, yes, it, uh, and it, it is a very, uh, it, it has not been studied enough. But if we learn, and this radio talk, sh- this radio show can help you with the world to hear the messages. Uh, tell us now, um, how many wells have you dug? How many t- how, are these all tube wells that you've d- uh, you've dug?
5: Yeah, uh, well, the main reason we build the two walls is, again, because of the depth, but also right. they're very right. cost-effective. Yes, um, it would be. A well, standard I mean, the other wall thing,
2: cost... The other thing, Kevin, I think about is you might get more volume through a, a narrower pipe than you would with a wider pipe. You get more volume, pressure.
5: Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, you would. Um, and these walls are more cost-effective. They only cost about $1,000 each, so it's wow. really easy and inexpensive to help oh my new villagers. Oh, my goodness. Okay, huh. and so yeah, one of these one thousand dollar wells uh, can provide enough water for a village of about a thousand people. Wow. Now, are you t- you
2: guys are strictly uh, into India doing this? You're helping, but there is a problem in India. There's over two hundred million people that don't have water.
5: Yes, that's correct. We're focusing on India right now.
2: Yes, and that is important because there is a lot of problems. Uh, have you read the National Geographic that came out? Discussing the problems in India, the the Mm -hmm. water issue. Right. Yeah, it it really did discuss the problems that India is having with a lot of people that don't have proper water and don't have the sanitation. And um, now has uh, has your friend arrived yet, or do you think he's probably
5: delayed? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, he should be calling in from a separate location. Okay, so when he uh, calls
2: in, he'll probably, our, our studio will know. Well, now, yeah. um, have you personally been able to go to India with him?
5: Yes. I visited once uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. um, to oversee the construction of, I believe it was our third and fourth wells uh-huh. that I was there for. Uh-huh. And we are going again this year uh, in late August toward the very end of the monsoon season in order to build several more that we have funding for. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, do you realize how many children are dying a year without water on our planet? Have have you ever studied that? It's over three thousand children a day.
5: Yeah, it's incredible. And then on top
2: of that, you know how many people are dying because of malaria. Can you imagine what your mission, what you're doing is going to create um as is, is they pay it forward for people to start thinking, a $1,000 per tube well to get the world yeah. thinking about what's best for the whole world. The planet Earth is in the solar system, Kevin. And for some reason, the planet Earth has the water. But when we think about countries as populated as India, and isn't it 1.1 billion people living there?
5: Yes, that's correct.
2: And over two hundred million without water, but that 's remember an estimated amount with that many that much population, it could be even higher, who knows
5: yeah, but, absolutely,
2: and the children that are uh, do not have the prime, and I always look at children um, uh, Kevin, uh, our young ones, the baby born they 're at the mercy of us c- people and I call us two p- uh, tall people <laughs> that grow taller and get older, they're at the mercy of what we're learning to teach them and what we give them to be healthy and, and be better people to live on this earth and hopefully long. So what you're doing is la- adding life to the earth. And uh, Rajul, yeah, you know what you two have. This- now, how many kids in the school have been helping you?
5: Well, so, uh, Rachel and I both go to different schools now. We originally okay. met at the same school, okay. but we now have uh, a Drinking Water for India clubs, which are basically student uh, groups. Now it's called that, what now? What's it called? Uh, the, uh, they're called Drinking Water for India clubs. Club. Okay. Right. And, and we have them set up at 14 different schools oh across my the United States. And basically, they're student involvement groups, That sort of spread the message about Mm -hmm. the water crisis Uh and encourage others to help. And they also. Okay, we only have one more minute
2: left on our segment, but I want you to tell the world how they can come and find you on the website.
5: Uh, Well, our website is Uh www.drinkingwaterforindia.org. And you can go there, learn about the 17 projects that we've already done.
2: And you want to do more?
5: Yes, uh, we will be doing more later this Now, summer. will it
2: list on there the schools that are participating with you?
5: Uh, yes, we have a student Wonderful. involvement section right there. Good. We also have a section where you can learn about how you can help, whether it's raising awareness or I donating money. have a project money. at your
2: school. Have a project at the school. Wouldn't that be fun to Twitter? Yes. Yes, let's do it. This is exciting mm-hmm. because I'm really proud of of, of getting to know you and uh, by gosh in heaven, the water is who we are. The planet is the water. And 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 one person asked me, do you think it'll, what happens if it's gone forever? I said, it's not going to be. We're not going to let it, are we, Kevin? Yeah. And oh, you tell, you tell uh, Raj, um, Raju that we're going to do this again sometime for both of you to come on. And we're excited about what you're doing. And you are the power of water yourself. You have a lot to offer, and you are saving lives right now. Yeah, thank you. Well, you uh, thank you, and you tell everyone I said hello. Okay. And you be well. Yeah, have a Thank you. Well, Earth does have a secret. And on this Earth, did you just hear what this show offered today? Embrace your life every special moment. But Earth is whispering what we said today you are special. Don't ever say goodbye. You leave your footprint and you'll do what Dr. Gibson has done and Rajul and Kevin Petrovac. You will offer something for other, for this planet to be a better place. I want to thank you for listening and you be well.